We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Men from Moto. Digital strategies with Travis Sowers and David Seville. Intellect, vast, cool, and unsympathetic. Broadcast to the world with the uncanny help of Mana Deprived and FaceToFaceGames.com. Greetings, people of Earth. We are the men from Arena, and you are listening to episode 52. It's the economy, stupid. My name is David Seville, and I have Travis Sowers with me this week. How are you, sir? I am wonderful, David. How are you? I'm great. How uh, How's your Rivals of Ixalan going? <sighs> I thought we weren't going to talk about that. I gotcha. No, you no, did, we're going to talk about it for like two minutes. Okay. Um, so far, it feels a lot like Ixalan, but with better bombs and slightly better, rem- like the removal is better too to compensate, but it's still one of those things where like it can be a very aggressive format that that I've encountered. And I, I guess I'm still finding my way around in there, right? Because it feels like everybody's playing one, two and, you know, hill giant. And then you've got this great four mana removal. And do you use it on the three, three that's beating you to death or save it for their bomb that you can't beat? It's just like, uh, I, I haven't quite found my legs yet. I've been playing some sealed and I've been enjoying it. Um, the addition of Traveler's Amulet and Evolving Wilds changes a sealed environment dramatically. And it's gone from one that I kind of didn't want to play in Ixalan to one that I'm like excited. We fire up the stream tomorrow and do some sealed. And I, I like, I'm looking forward to that. Right on. I've done a sealed, a draft and the pre-release. Uh, nothing to really talk about from the pre-release. We did two at a giant. Um, it uh, we got board wiped a couple of times by the minus two minus two, which was no bueno. Um, but otherwise, it was it was a lot of fun, like it always is. But um, I am seven and one, I guess, in matches right now. Is that right? Um, so and I have a one trophy in in draft with my first draft deck. So it's uh, it's going well for me so far, but small sample size. Yeah, I've done three drafts, no four drafts, and I think I two won all of them. Um, I mean, you could do worse than two winning. Yeah, and that's kind of the Travis curse. Like, I just 2-1 everything. But I'll, I'll get my legs underneath me at some point. I, I think one of the, the things that screwed me up a little bit was I played Ixalan for about two months. And then I went back to Hour of Devastation because I had all these packs left. And I'm like, I'll just play a couple and get rid of them. And I kept winning. So I ended up just basically playing Hour of Devastation for two weeks and then Cube for two weeks. And I kind of forgot what Ixalan was all about. Uh, so I've kind of got to get reacquainted with the format, but I, I think I got there towards the end of the stream today. That's good. Um, the Ixalan third pack dud, I think, is a real thing, though. Um, it, it's kind of a, a shame to open up your Ixalan pack and, and see all the Ixalan cards sometimes. And you're like, eh, this could have been another Rivals pack and it probably would have been fine. Yeah, probably would have been better. But eh, I, I think I'm going to enjoy it and I'm looking forward to two months of it. And then I've got some more Hour of Devastation packs left. Well, there you go. Okay. Um, this week though, we're going to skip Rivals of Ixalan. Everybody's talking about Rivals of Ixalan. Uh, we're going to talk about MTG Arena. They, uh, Wizards came out with a, with an article this week in a live stream talking about, um, basically their next round of changes for the closed beta. And the big thing in here was their, uh, version of, of their economy. So obviously this, none of this stuff is set in stone. Um, but they laid out some of their core concepts for, how you earn cards, how you earn currency in the game, um, what are the, what are the rewards for playing daily and things like that. And we learned a lot about kind of what their vision is for their economy. So we thought we'd talk about that um, and then talk about some of the, maybe the pros and cons with this. There's a lot of people on Twitter and online saying, you know, the sky is falling. Um, and, and I think you have some thoughts about that. I do as well, uh, but we'll do a little bit of a debate here. Um, I'll probably take the side of, of disagreeing with a little bit of what they're doing, but I think generally speaking, it looks very promising and I can't wait to get, uh, get playing it basically. I'm ready for this to be streamable. That would make me really happy. I think we're still a ways off from that, but at the very least, um, they are doing weekly live streams. So if you're not, if you're not watching that or you're not watching the, the, the VODs, the video on demands, um, they do, I think every Wednesday they'll do a stream where they'll talk about 
uh, some of the things they're working on, some of the new things that are coming in the game, and then they'll show some gameplay. So if you're not in the closed beta, uh, you can still get get your fix by watching a little bit of that and you can see what it's all about. So all the things we'll be talking about today will be things that are either in the article or that we've seen on streams. Um, there's no no talking about playing in the closed beta for us. Uh, even if we were in the closed beta, uh, there'd be an NDA that we wouldn't be able to talk about anything. So, But everything that we're going to talk about today is publicly accessible information and things that we've kind of uh, assumed based on the way that the like the answers they gave to some questions on the stream yesterday and things like that. All right. I, I want to start us with like some some base points. So first off, if if you've been living under a rock, Arena is the Magic Digital Next product that we heard about. I think Digital Next was referring to an entire design studio. And this is a version of Magic that will be playable on PC that is not tied to Paper Magic. And that has someone like me very excited in that I don't play a lot of Paper Magic. And it's looking to enter a digital space similar to Hearthstone. And we're going to reference a lot of stuff that happens in Hearthstone as we're going through this because the comparisons are being made by everyone else. So I I want people who are coming to this from, say, Magic Online or maybe playing paper and they just happen to watch one of our streams to understand the the language and what the comparison is. Have you played much Hearthstone, David? Believe it or not, actually, I was in the um, beta for Hearthstone. Me too way back in the day. Um, so yeah, so I've got some reps under my belt. I haven't played with it recently. Um, I think I haven't played maybe in a year and a half, not not seriously anyway. Magic has kind of taken over that realm for me, but I did enjoy it at the time. And um, and, and so I do know enough about the system that I can probably talk about it. Okay. I, I've, I've played in the beta. I played off and on here and there. It was usually more of a casual thing for me. And I would play Magic when I wanted to get a little more serious and like, I'm going to leave out any conversation about the games. That's a whole different podcast, but I'd, one I'd love to have one day. But one thing that that I noticed, like when you wanted to build a competitive deck, there was an economy in Hearthstone that you could use to do that. So you boot it up. You don't have the cards you want. You want to get them. How do you get them? The way that it worked is you would buy packs of cards, you know, and they'd give you a deal if you bought 60 or whatever it was. You buy a bunch of them, you spam open them while you're on stream, you get excited about opening this, you're sad because you open this. When you're done, they have a mechanic called dusting. It's referred to as disenchanting in the game. So I can take a card that I have but don't want and then essentially burn it for about a fourth of its value. And after burning four of those cards, I can buy the card I want. So say there's a common that I want and there's four commons that I don't want, I can make that exchange and I'll do it through that interface. So when people refer to dusting cards, that's what they mean is like destroying copies of cards that you don't want and then accumulating a resource that will allow you to buy cards that you do want. And that's what people are typically doing in Hearthstone. There was a deck a a while back that interested me. It was a Murloc Shaman deck. I was like, I have to at least try this. So I went through and dusted a bunch of cards that were old and that I didn't want anymore and built a deck and played with it for a little bit. And it was entertaining and fun, but like that, that's how you go through and do that. So like that kind of has to be a baseline because so many comparisons are being made. I want to make sure people at least understand what that is. And Hearthstone, I mean, you have to give them credit. Um, they were kind of pioneers in the digital card game space. Um, and, and this concept has now been copied in a bunch of other games where you take extra spare cards, destroy them and make something else. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that is generally accepted as the way that you go about getting the cards, specific cards that you want, because as much as you enjoy opening boosters, the general you, I know you don't like opening boosters, but as much as somebody likes opening boosters, there's going to be just as many people, if not more that know exactly what they want and want to target a specific deck or a specific set of cards. Um, and they don't necessarily want to go through the randomness of opening hundred boosters and being sad because they didn't get the card that they want. Yeah, exactly. And I would argue if we're going to talk, like let's throw a bone to good old magic online. Moto was the pioneer in digital trading card games. Like they're the ones that kind of paved the way for this without them. I don't know that any of this could have worked. It was the the idea. Will people pay real money for digital cards? And they hedged a little bit. They were like, you know what? We'll let you trade them in. And I think having that magic online economy tied to the real world economy is one of the reasons why magic online is so expensive and is a big barrier to entry. So like decoupling that I I think is going to be huge for arena, but let's dive into Mm -hmm. the meat of it here. 
So I, sure. I've got the article pulled up. I'm going to kind of like skim through the highlights and then you pipe in with any thoughts that you have. Sounds great. Let's do it. So they've mentioned that there's going to be two types of in-game currency, gold or coins. You'll earn this by winning games, completing quests and winning in an event. Quests, for those of you who don't know, is another system that's kind of similar to what you would see in Hearthstone and, and other card games where it's like, you know, play 20 islands, for example, or cast 20 instants, something like that. When you do that, you get an amount of gold. So like you can play the game and earn this currency. The other one they're referring to is gems and gems you're purchasing for money. So this is this is what costs you. They're saying that both of these currencies can be used to basically buy packs, buy cards, enter drafts. The gems may later unlock cosmetic items. We don't know what those will be. If we look at other games, we could say things like game boards, for example, uh, card backs, uh, maybe custom avatars, something like that. You may have to buy that for real world money, but they've stated here very clearly that you, you will not have any gameplay content locked behind real world money. You can do it all for free if you're willing to play through the game and earn the gold. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things to remember when we're going through this article and, and it, it comes up here immediately is that um, Arena is a game that is targeting a bunch of different market markets. But two of the pillars of the, the, the market that they're targeting is the people that don't want to spend any money and the people that will spend a non-zero amount of money, right? So the reason why there's there's two separate currencies here is, is gold is your free-to-play currency gold is the thing that you can earn the thing that you can see progress toward buying those packs or buying those draft entries it is the carrot for the free-to-play player um and then the gems are there so that there's no direct correlation between you know gems and gold i would say even though there's there's there is in the fact that uh, gems will buy a certain number of packs and gold will buy a certain number of packs but gems is just another way for saying dollars in the system right Mm -hmm. like i I put $100 in the system, I get 100 gems and I can spend that anyway. So there will be a ratio or a comparison of, of gold to to gems, but there will be no way to convert from one to the other. So I can't turn my gold into real money like I can turn cards into real money on Magic Online. Um, and gems to gold will basically go by, well, I'm going to buy my way into a draft and then I'll probably get gold at the end of the day. Um, and that is how how I do that. So, so the, you know, this this game is catering to both markets, the people that want to spend money and the people that don't. You know, you and I used to play Heroes of the Storm a good bit. Um, mm-hmm, same thing. I bought some skins in Heroes for the characters that I played a lot. I didn't have to. It was entirely free to play, right? I didn't need to, but it's like if I'm going to be Stitches, I need to be Stitches in a bikini because why would I not do that? Mm-hmm. Actually, recently, I don't know how recently you've played, but I think since you were t- playing it a lot, they added gems on top of the gold Mm -hmm. which is basically exactly what this is and and so you would go in and you would buy a thousand gems for 20 bucks and you could spend those gems on heroes on skins on whatever um but you could earn enough of the stuff in the game via the the free-to-play model via gold um that that you, you didn't necessarily have to buy gems or have to buy things to be competitive or have to buy things to feel like you were I guess, invested in the game. And it was kind of a way to reward yourself um, or to to give back to Blizzard if you enjoyed playing their game. Um, and there will be people that will spend a lot of money on Magic Arena. There will be people that will spend a very little amount of money and there will be people that spend no amount of money, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's really up to the player. Um, and it looks like, you know, they're again, they're casting a wide net here. They're going to try to target as many people as possible. And I, I like too that they've got the fact here, like let's say that I have a lot of time and not much money. I can grind gold and play this game. Let's say that I have a little bit of time and a reasonable income. Well, I can keep up with everybody else and make sure that I ha- like am accumulating cards at the same pace by just putting some money into the system. Um, mm-hmm. we, we don't know what the conversion rate's going to be. We don't know how much anything's going to cost yet. We just know some basics, right? And we, we'll talk about some of that at the end too. Now, next up, they're explaining how you get cards in this game. And this is where our conversation earlier about dusting will begin to come up. So first, you'll get booster packs. These are eight card boosters, five commons, two uncommons, and one rare. You will be able to presumably buy these with gold and buy these with gems. And maybe there'll be a quest reward. We don't know. These boosters are for opening. You crack them. You see what you got. You cross your fingers. 
Now, I was going to say, for somebody like me that doesn't generally open packs unless I'm drafting in real life, never open packs in Magic Online, I'm actually looking forward to opening packs on Magic Arena. I remember in Hearthstone, um, the the first time I opened a pack in Hearthstone and you get like this flashy animation and, and the thing flips up and you get this legendary card and it's great and it's exciting. Um, I can see that being fun occasionally. Um, I might not buy packs, but I will definitely save up a lot of booster packs and, and open them all on stream or something like that, or open them and build decks with them immediately. And I think that's 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 just a staple of, of online card games. Um, so for good or for bad, like some people don't like it because of the addicting nature, the gambling nature of it. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, spinning the wheel every once in a while because I don't normally do that when it comes to magic. It may surprise you. I'm kind of looking forward to the same thing. That's an aspect of these types of games that I enjoy. It's like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. We're also going to have draft packs. These are 14 card packs, just like the draft packs you're used to. There's no basic land in them. When you draft, you will add cards to your collection. So anything you draft, you get to keep. That is exactly what we're used to in Magic Online. So that aspect has not changed. We don't know how much the cost. We don't know exactly how drafting is going to work. Although we've had some information that they want to closely mirror uh, the the paper experience is what you were saying, Dave. Yeah, so I watched uh, the the stream on Wednesday this week. Um, I think that was the seventeenth. One of the things that they mentioned on there is that they want draft to be as close to drafting in paper or in Magic Online as possible. So my guess is that we will see drafts that are very similar to what we see in uh, Magic Online leagues. So you'll probably, I would guess you're going to queue up against seven other people. You're going to draft and you're going to go away, build your deck and play against other people in a league or a ladder style format. Um, but I'm actually quite happy that they came out and said that they're looking at keeping draft basically as an authentic draft experience. Mm-hmm. Like when you, you do Hearthstone's limited variant, you're not actually drafting against other people. You're just picking the best card from choices presented to you. So I'm very happy to see that as well. Um, individual cards will be earnable through play. Currently they're testing a system where for every match win, you receive one card in arena up to 30 per day. So if you are going to, you know, grind 60 games, you could get 30 cards out of that. And it seems like a, a quick way to accumulate cards or maybe just play for 30 minutes on your lunch break and pick up a few cards and have some fun with the game. So like I, I dig them rewarding you for playing. Yeah. These are the, um, like the, the thanks for playing rewards, um and it's something that you can sit down put a little bit of time in and get something out of it so it's like uh you know you're not necessarily chasing specific cards but you're chasing tiny rewards uh in hearthstone it was often the tiny amounts of gold you would get per win or per couple of wins i don't remember what it was um that you would then obviously save up to buy packs and things like that um Mm -hmm. but these just go straight in your collection which is kind of cool i imagine that you'll be able to open cards of any rarity here. They don't really say, but um, you know, it'd be cool to win a match and open a cool mythic that you can slide right into your deck. Yeah. Next up, they have wild cards. This one I had to read like two or three times before I got it. So these are special cards that have a chance to appear in place of each card at any rarity in every booster you open. So let's break this apart. Will these be in draft packs? Doesn't sound like it. It sounds like these will be in booster packs that you open. Will these be things you can get from that reward system? I don't think so. I think they're going to be in boosters. So when you open a wild card, what you get, if I'm understanding this correctly, is let's say you're rare. There's no rare in your pack. You get a rare wild card. You can then exchange that wild card one for one for any rare that you want that's in the game. Yes, and it's it's based on the rarity, is what I understand. So if you open a wild card at common, you get any common. Mm-hmm. So, so if I'm looking for three lightning strikes to fill out my deck, and I happen to open a common wild card, I just open the lightning strike. Exactly. Okay, and if I'm looking for a specific mythic or rare, and I happen to open a wild card instead, way to go. Th- this is unique to my knowledge in the trading card game world. I have not seen this in any of the other systems that I've played. Um, I've played uh, Hearthstone, Eternal, and a little bit of Hex, and I'm not aware of anything similar to this. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything similar to this either. Um, this is... It, it It is a replacement for constructing your cards, though, I think. Oh, yeah. Right, so um, 
so to say that it's not in other games might not be accurate. There is no other way to craft cards in Magic Arena. So this is the replacement for that. Your wild cards are like the equivalent of you getting enough dust to like craft a rare in Hearthstone or something like that. It's just something that instead of saving up for, you just get as a reward out of a pack. I yeah. imagine that that this will be a um for for the average player that doesn't play a lot. Like I think I think this isn't um going to excite you and I as much, but for somebody that only plays an hour or two a week, opening a wild card, I think will be pretty cool for them, right? They'll get to go in and they'll get to buy that third or fourth hostage taker for their deck um or or you know, a couple of key uncommons that maybe they don't have and I, I think that the reward will be good for them. Um, for, for people like you and me, it's just a good way for us to save up enough wild cards and build the deck that we want instead of mm-hmm. having to like maybe grind for a month, you know, maybe we can open up a few wild cards in a, in a couple of weeks and get our deck sooner that way. So yeah, I can dig it. Okay. And last up is the vault. Uh, it says here that this adds yet another layer of excitement to booster opening. So how this works, every time you open a booster, you earn a little bit of progress towards unlocking the vault. So imagine this is like a loading bar, right? And as it finally gets to 100%, the vault pops open. So every time you open a booster, that happens. Whenever you would collect a fifth copy or more of a card, then you get vault progress instead of adding that card to your collection. So I, I think I checked. I had 90 shatters on Magic Online across various formats. Most of them were actually in Dragons of Tarkir or cons, whichever it was. So instead of me having 90 copies of Shatter, I would instead have four and a lot of progress towards opening my vault. Mm -hmm. Now they're testing the rewards about what you get, it says, but they're going to start by awarding a number of wild cards. They may change that over time. And to be fair, all of this could be changed, you know, next week. It's in beta. They're testing things. We don't know what they're going to do yet. But the idea is... As you open boosters and you get cards that are useless to you because you've got more than four, they're kind of going to be automatically converted over time into wild cards, uh, further allowing you to get that card that you need. Yeah. Again, we're going to come back to the Hearthstone comparison here, but in Hearthstone, it was the equivalent of um, auto dusting or auto disenchanting extras that you had. There was a nice little button at the bottom of your collection that was like, let's just dust everything that you have duplicates of. Um, And this just does it for you automatically. Um, it'll be, it'll be cool to see the progress toward the vault. I think, um, I like that you get it when you open boosters. So like just playing the game naturally, even if you never spend money on your cards, just opening boosters that you win or you buy with gold will get you to that vault. And it's kind of like, um, obviously they want you to play the game as much as possible. They want you to play it however much you can play in a week, right? That That's why people make these games. That's why companies like this do this. So they're giving you yet kind of another carrot to spend your free hours playing Magic Online. You know, the, the way that I say it, it, it kind of, it, it kind of sounds sad. It kind of sounds like a Black Mirror episode, but this is this is how gaming companies like work. They keep you interested, right? Is they give you these rewards, they give you these carrots, they give you reasons to play the game. And I notice this when I play, let's say, Her- Heroes of the Storm. Every time you level your character up, you get a loot chest and you open that loot chest and it's got skins and stuff for your characters, whatever. But like when I'm deciding what character to play, I will look to see which characters are close to leveling because I'm like, you know what? I want to open a loot box tonight. And the vault is kind of seemingly another way, uh, you know, way, another way for magic arena to, to grab you and incentivize you to maybe play that extra game to try to win that booster pack or win those extra cards to dust or to dust, to put in the vault um, to unlock your reward. And it kind of gives you that like end of session, you know, I feel like I did something even though they're just digital cards online. Oh my God, it does sound like a black mirror episode. That That's just, that's just microtransactions in gaming in general though. But, um, I think yeah. it'd be really cool. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing, um, to seeing how that works. So it may not sound like it, but there's actually a great deal of controversy in what we have discussed so far. Because those are the ways that you get cards in Magic Arena. What's and missing? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into two layers here because I think there are two, and I want to discuss both of them. What's missing is trading. That's not here. And then step two is that dust system that we talked about. Because if I have, 
Like name a mythic that's just garbage. What is that XX white white one where you gain life and put it on the bottom? Oh yeah, I know the one you're talking. I don't know the I don't even know the name of it because I've never played it. Why would you? So like, let, let, let's go through this first, the dust issue, and then we'll talk about trading because both of the both of these are going to be monsters, right? So let's say that I have that mythic. I opened that as a mythic in my pack. It's so bad we can't even remember the name of it. It's not going to make a splash in standard, like. It, it, if it does, it, you should not be speculating on this card. So if we're playing something similar to Hearthstone and I open that mythic and we're like, womp, womp, I got a crap mythic. I'll go ahead and dust it now. Cause I'm never going to play it. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't do that here. Correct. I need three more of them before it dusts. Correct. Okay. And what is one thing that happens in magic pretty commonly to our beloved standard format? They rotate. They rotate. So all of those mythics that are in my collection now from Shadows over Innistrad that may have been playable in Standard but weren't quite good enough for Modern are just kind of sitting there in my account. And a similar thing may happen in Magic Arena. As Let's let's say that right now we're getting ready for Kaladesh block to rotate out, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Kaladesh and um, Amonkhet at the same time? Shows you how much I play Standard. I, yeah, I don't but, know. They changed the rotation. I don't remember exactly what it is, but... Yeah, whatever it is, it's it's those cards are going to disappear and they they lose their value and you can't really play with them anymore. Now, imagine the new set comes out and you're ready to play standard immediately. You kind of can't do that unless you want to invest a lot of dollars into to packs and opening them. Now, packs could cost anywhere from 50 cents to $500. We don't have that information yet, but these are the critiques that people are looking at so far. Mm-hmm. I think they're valid critiques, right? I think that that people have a legitimate gripe when they say that they can't turn a useless mythic into a good rare or like a usable rare, or that I can't turn my deck that is about to rotate into a third or or half of a deck that I can play in the next format. I think those are legitimate gripes, I would say. But I, I think that when it comes to, let's just say magic online, um, you can't do that on magic online anyway. Right. You can't go and sell your rotating staples for as much as you could three weeks ago. Um, so you're going to have to put more money into to get your next standard deck anyway when after rotation happens. So I think that that if you like the way that Magic Online works for standard that way or even just paper magic, um, that I think that argument doesn't really hold any water in, in Magic Arena. Where, where I do see the argument, though, is if you're comparing it to a, a game like Hearthstone where in Hearthstone you can take a deck and you can destroy it all and buy a quarter essentially of your next deck, right? You can get 25% of the way to your next deck, all things, all rarities being equal there. Um, If you open dud cards, you can dust them right away. So basically out of every pack that you're opening, you're guaranteed to get, let's say one card probably that you can put in your deck and that you'll be happy with. Right. If you're looking for specific cards, you can buy a pack and you can guarantee yourself enough dust that you can make a common or an uncommon or whatever. I think Magic Arena will probably be very similar to that just because of the wild card system. Yes. And that's exactly where I was going to go is that my argument is that this only is, is something that people are critiquing it for when they're comparing it to Hearthstone. When you compare it to Magic Online, no one is excited about opening that junk mythic. And it's the same thing in paper. If I open a paper pack and I get, I we should really look up the name of that card because it's so bad. But like I open it, I can't just light it on fire and then have the ashes coalesce into a planeswalker that I was really hoping that I opened. Right. So when we compare this to magic that we're used to, and it's like, we're going to talk about trading in a minute, but it's not like anybody's going to trade me, you know, Gideon of the trials for my crap mythic. You know, yeah. like that's that's just not how that works in paper or online. So that that's where that aspect of it kind of falls apart. And I, I think the wild cards are what's going to give us that. Now, if those wild cards are something that they're very generous with, then that's not a problem. If the wild cards are something that they're very stingy with, you may actually have a gripe and it may need to mean that they need to adjust those rates. And the the other big issue is like right after rotation, getting the new deck immediately. Like if you're doing that in any of the other digital card games, you're buying a hundred packs of the new set. Yeah. Like that's, that that's just how that works in digital card games. 
it's also not uncommon for people that are grinding it for free to play to have to wait about a month to have a top tier deck. You'll just have to play through with some of what you have and you have the option to pay money to do that or not. Now, I know a lot of us are used to like, well, new standard, I'm going to drop a hundred bucks so I can get the deck. Looks like you're going to be able to do that here. And that's not any different than the way that you've been playing magic in the past. It's that, it's that rotation that I think still bugs me a little bit, but it wouldn't surprise me. Again, this is pure speculation, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's an arena only format that starts with Ixalan and moves forward, or maybe Amonkhet moving forward, depending on what they've got programmed in there, uh, similar to Hearthstone's wild variant, where you can just play all of your cards. So it wouldn't surprise me if that still exists for you to make use of those older cards. Otherwise, what would the point of them being there be? They also mentioned something, if I remember correctly, on stream about having special events to play in, right? Mm-hmm. In, in which maybe it would be like, you know, you're going to play Rivals of Ix, or you're going to play Ixalan Block Constructed, and it's like three years later. So your all your old cards can be used in a special event to earn, you know, rewards. Uh, Hearthstone has the Brawl, where you can go in and you can do, you know, custom, fun, little events either with a deck that you own or, or potentially just a randomized deck. But, you know, the fact that it's a digital game means they can try all of these different things and see. But you're right. I, I don't see a world in which you can't play with cards that have rotated out entirely. Um, and if that's the case, maybe there'll be a way to, like, throw them all in the vault or something like that once they're no longer legal. You also have to worry about things like bannings. We saw um, the Ferocidon get banned recently and, and a couple of other cards as well, you know, can you just throw those in the vault? Who knows? We don't know. These, these are variables that that will be tweaked as we get through the beta and as we come into open beta soon. Um, but but just keep in mind that, you know, I think that a lot of these things are set. I think the wild cards are something they seem really excited about. I think the vault is something that they seem really excited about. But they will tweak are the rates on these drops and how much the vault grows with every booster you open and things like that. Those are knobs that they can tweak quite easily. I, I can also tell you, and this is my last comment about the, the dusting aspect, that one of my least favorite parts in Eternal and Hearthstone was when I needed to make a few changes to a deck or create a new deck and going through and just burning commons. It was so boring and so time intensive. If it, so the difference is in Arena, what we've seen is that you cannot destroy something unless you have more than four copies. In those other games, you could which meant that if I was, you know, 100 shift stone away from something, it's like, okay, that means I need to burn 20 commons. Let's go through here and decide and look at my collection, what 20 commons I don't want and that I'm sure that I don't want. And there were times where I would spend 30 minutes just disenchanting cards, which was not a fun activity. It felt like work. And then taking it away and saying, we're going to give you wild cards instead. That actually makes me happy because I almost felt like I had to do it the other way. Like I could, I could drop $2 on this. I can afford it. That's not going to kill me, but it's like, because I could go through here and min max, I've got to go through and disenchant these cards. And honestly, I just like that layer of complexity being taken away. I don't want to do that. I want to play the game. I understand there's people that like different aspects of it and it's totally fine for them to like it, but it feels like the focus is on playing magic instead of like min maxing your collection. And that really appeals to me. Mm -hmm. I like that you can save up your wild cards. Do you know what I mean? So like um, you can, if if you know that you can spend $50 on the game and get enough boosters that you like, you have like 30 wild cards or something like that. Right. That's pretty much most of your deck. Assuming you have a good mix of mythics, rares and uncommons, let's say, that's pretty much most standard decks, right? You have 40 some cards plus a 15 card sideboard. You're most of the way there. I I expect that the cost to play, whether it be in time or dollars to get a deck that you think is competitive, um, that you can tweak a little bit here and there. I don't think that cost is going to be huge. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's equal to or more than Hearthstone. I think it'll be less than Hearthstone. One thing that they did say uh, in this article is that it will not be linked to paper magic prices. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're talking about three and nine dollar booster packs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'd be pretty thrilled if they're a buck a piece, but that may be me wistful thinking. But like, 
anything under $3, I think I'm going to be excited about the booster packs. And if drafts are anywhere near $5, um, I'm going to spend every dollar I have drafting and then earn more dollars while I'm drafting so I can draft more. Did you mention when we when we went through that the cards you open in draft add are added to your collection as well? Yes. So the whole standby of saying new players should draft to build a collection because you're actually playing while you're opening packs stands true here as well. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That, so you can always do that. That will be a great way to build your collection. And if you're always picking, you know, the good uncommons and the good rares over and over again, like you do when you draft, you know, you'll end up filling your vault with these extra cards. And sometimes you're going to get a, you know, 12th pick junk mythic. Well, that's great. That's just one more toward your maximum to start going toward the vault. Right. So I, I think, I think drafting will be a good way to build your collection. So David, tell me what does TCG stand for? Uh, trading card game. So, Magic is a trading card game. Correct. I think the first Magic trade I made was actually trading a... I, well, I know I traded a Tundra for a Shivan Dragon, and that was actually to my benefit at the time. And I traded away a Swords to Plowshares for some random common, because it was like, obviously, I don't want to use this on my opponent's creature. They're going to gain life. but I And I get that I don't want to kill my own creature, even though I'm gaining a lot of life. I don't know that I've traded much past that, but trading is certainly missing from arena. Mm -hmm. Is the sky falling down? No, I think, I think arena is a CCG, a collectible card game. Um, No, I mean like we don't see trading in any of these other games, Hearthstone, uh, eternal, for example, I haven't played hex, but I don't, it does have its hex does have its own economy. You can trade cards, you can buy cards. Okay. So hex is closer to magic online than, than magic arena. Let's say, no, I, I don't think the sky is falling. And the reason I don't think the sky is falling is because I think wild cards replace the need for trading. I think wild cards are what wild cards is what somebody came up with. One of the developers of the designers said, well, people are going to want to trade. How do, how do people get exact cards that they want? let's give them wild cards where you can take this anything and give it to a bot and say, give me one of your best mythics, sir, you know, on the rocks. I think wild cards are good enough for that. And I don't, okay, I'm going to level with you. The only time I've ever traded magic cards was either for dollars in person where I sold like a Sarkin or something like that to a store, not even a person, just a store or on Magic Online to bots. I cannot think of the last time where I actually traded a card for another card to an actual living, breathing person. Yeah, I think what's happening here, in anybody that plays on Magic Online cannot like the trading system. Like, I love Magic Online. I play Magic Online for a living. Michael Jacobs is famous for saying that trading on Magic Online is a hellscape, and he's absolutely right. It's one of the most terrible things that I've seen. The only thing that's worse is the system before the bots popped up because they basically had Craigslist built into Magic Online where you would go through and search through like these classified ads and find the person and then, oh crap, they're not online. Well, I'll leave them a message. And when they get online, well, what if they're in Europe? And it, it was just, it was awful. It got better and it's still, it's still awful. I don't want to do that. No one who's saying there's not trading in this game is, is is just having a blast trading on Magic Online. I I think who is having a blast trading is casual players. Like it, I'm old, but I'm not so old that I can't remember 16 year old Travis opening packs of cards and being excited to look at the blue cards that were in the pack because I had a blue deck. Right? Like I'll meet people these days that find out that I play Magic. And I can tell like what their level of interest in magic is by the first question that they ask me, right? Because that first question may be, oh, what color do you play? And I know that they're very casual, right? Their question may be, what do you think about the banning of Rampaging Ferocidon? Was that necessary? They're invested in standard, right? And I can get a big gauge there. That same person that says, what color do you play? They may just have a deck of blue cards, and when they open a booster and see red cards, they go to their friend, Timmy, who has the red cards. And it's like, hey, I want to see your blue cards. I'll trade you some red cards for them. And that can certainly be fun. 
but that's not really what arena is about. And you can still get that excitement of opening packs and getting your cards through this wild card system. So like there are people who make a living off of trading. There's people who are jerks trading, right? Like there's people that go and do small value trades. And like, that's basically how, you know, single selling stores work. And at the same time, there's people that will go and try to shark kids out of cards or people that just don't know the values out of their cards. And I think that's kind of disgusting, but you know, people going to do what people do. I'm not looking to have any of that in a game that I play. I want to sit down and click a button to launch it and then start playing the game as quickly as possible. And removing trading from that is really good for me. Although there is one other layer that we should talk about. What's that? So you want a specific card for your standard deck in paper. Yes. How do you get it? I go buy it. You go buy it from Bill's games. Sure. Right. And Bill makes some money. Okay. But there is no bill here. When when you're buying this, 100% of that income goes to Wizards. They're essentially cutting out the middleman here. Yep. Isn't that a catastrophe? No, it's not a catastrophe. <laughs> so it's okay to pay the people who make the game to play the game. One of the terms that I hate the most, and we see it a lot when a company comes out with a way to pay for a game. Okay, so... Magic Arena, you can buy booster packs, but you cannot buy specific cards. The phrase that people will say is it is a money grab. It's a cash grab. Of course, of course, it's a cash grab. They are a company that wants to make money so that they can continue to make the games that you enjoy so that they can continue to make money. They have to pay employees. They have to pay for their servers. They give money back to shareholders. And if you own Hasbro stock, I guess like it is not realistic to to have a company that makes, let's say, a free-to-play game like this and have all of their players not paid any money into it, okay? There has to be something that somebody will say, you know what, I want a specific card. It's, it, it's going to cost me money to get a wild card for it. I'm just going to go buy 10 boosters, okay? Because I don't have the time to grind for it. I just want to get in and play those games. Like, that's not a money grab, that's just a company that that is providing you with with essentially a service. They're providing you with a game that you're going to pay money to play, that some people are going to pay money to play. And the fact that it's free to play, that that's like a reverse cash grab. They're giving you value. If you don't ever spend a dollar on their game, they're giving you value. You're, stay, you're taking that value from other people that are putting money into this game. So like to say that it's a cash grab, that you can't go and buy a specific card and that you have to buy booster packs... Well, you don't even know what that individual card would cost you, right? Like you don't know if that mythic would cost you $5 on magic online or on uh, magic arena. You don't know that. So to, so to say that it's a cash grab when you're not calling things like draft packs and booth booster packs, cash grabs, or like $30 for a subscription to, uh, uh, or like $10 to, a uh, to a subscription to heroes of the storm, for example, like, I don't know. Don't give me that. If you, if you don't like buying cards and you don't like buying boosters, you know, that's fine. Maybe Magic Arena is not for you, but, but maybe Magic's not for you. Well, go play. I mean, you could just go play Magic online and spend your $100 or $200 on your standard deck and be fine, right? Like that will still be there. This is a merging of free to play and quote unquote pay to win. It's not, it's pay to play into an environment where both types of people can be competitive in their own way. And enjoy the game in their own way. If I want to buy 100 booster packs to build my standard deck, and we don't know, we don't know how many booster packs I'm going to have to open to build my standard deck, you know, but I can do that without buying specific cards. And it will probably be competitive cost to playing Magic Online, let's say, right? It will probably be somewhere in the same realm is what I'm guessing. We don't know, but I'm guessing that. And then somebody else can spend a month playing the game and get the same deck, right? That's a choice that I can make. Don't call it a cash grab. Yeah. That 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 one bugs me a little bit too, right? Um, and like I said, th- those are the main arguments: is that it's missing training, trading, and it's missing missing being able to dust mythics that you don't want. And honestly, neither of those bother me. Like I, I look at that as fantastic. I do think that when a new set comes out, that you'll if if you want to have a standard deck immediately, much like you do in Magic Online or much like you do in Paper, you're gonna need to open up that wallet. And buy some packs, mm-hmm. right? 
And there's people who order a box of, of new sets so that they can open them and get the cards out. I've seen people doing that on stream. I've seen videos of people unboxing, you know, a booster box. Like if that's something that you enjoy, it'll still be here. And I've watched Hearthstone streams on new set release day. And the first hour is the streamers opening the packs that they just bought so that they can build the new decks. That's just how this stuff works. And I don't really think it's that different from what you're used to. It's just being presented in a different way. And for me, it's a fantastic one. Like I I still think the focus looks like it's going to be on actually playing magic, not managing a collection, right? Like that's the thing that I hate most about some role-playing games is it just gets into this inventory management game. And I don't want to play that. I want to kill the dragon. I want to fight the dragon. I want to jump when he breathes fire and stab him in the face with the sword. That's cool. I don't want to go through and be like, does my character need dexterity or strength more? And is two strength better than three dexterity? Like, I don't want to deal with that. And that's what collection management felt like to me in basically all of these other digital games. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of a game at all where when, when a new version comes out, like a new expansion comes out, whether it be a card game or otherwise, that you're already ready to go and be super competitive at max level, like an hour into the game. Yeah, right. That's just not something that happens in games. The reason the reason we play games, the reason we do this is for the progression, for the experience. Right. Um, So really to to expect that in in Magic Arena is is not realistic that that's where Magic Online uh, MTGO is that that's where that's its space, right, where you can go to the bots and you can buy these cards. So, yeah, Magic Arena might not be for you if that's the case. I think it'll be for a lot of people that aren't currently playing magic Mm -hmm. and that there will be a lot of interest from people that are, um, there's, there's some obvious pros to this. And we've been talking about those a lot. I think there's also some cons and I want to mention a few of these and go through them, um, relatively quickly, but make sure that we, we cover some of these. A big one would be, um, what did they say about sealed? They didn't say anything about sealed. They've never said anything about sealed. When this Mm. first came out, they said you'll be able to play standard and draft. Yeah. I I haven't seen any information anywhere about sealed. I don't remember if I've seen them mention that it is something that they're looking to do, but you're right. They have not mentioned sealed at all. So if you want to play sealed, you're playing that on magic online or at your local game store. Um, Modern. I mean, that's right now. That's a no, right? That's, that's a, as far as we know, it's Ixalan forward. Although we have seen Amonkhet and Kaladesh cards on stream once or twice. Um, But as far as we know right now, the they said that the beta was Rivals of Ixalan, basically block okay. constructed. So legacy vintage, etc. How about cube drafts? I I imagine it's the same thing, right? Like they're not going to go and make a bunch of cards just for cube. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of the different formats that people are interested in are not likely to be supported initially. That doesn't mean that they couldn't be later, because again, I'll, I've mentioned this before whenever we talk about Arena. Magic Online launched without the Power 9, and it took something like 14 years for them to get added in. So it's not that this can't be added later if there's huge demand for it and interest in it. But what I'm anticipating is that this will blossom a whole new level of interest and like as far as the people who are playing are concerned, Ixalan is like really old cards, right? So we get something similar to the Frontier pe- format that people loved in the past. It just starts with Ixalan moving forward. So I, I know I've mentioned that, but like those are, are, are two things going on there. There's also a kind of concern about a new player experience. So let's say that I'm not starting this at launch, right? Instead, I get interested in this about a year after it launches And most of the people who are playing have pretty dang good standard decks. They know what they're doing and they understand it. I'm just getting started. So if, if, if you're getting into a game, I'm still going to use the comparison to Hearthstone. It's just too easy. If I'm getting into that, I can do some quests and win a couple packs and then disenchant the junk that I don't want, get some uncommons essentially, and make a deck that while not going to tear up the ladder can get me close to a, 40% 40% win rate and then let me start getting some more packs to burn rares. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I can't do that here. I think you absolutely could. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to like, I imagine that you will start with a collection of commons and uncommons. Like when you open your account or whatever, um, and you can just go and, and there will be guides. Somebody will make a guide 
on a <laughs> new player like deck builders toolkit equivalent like how do i build decks from my basic commons and uncommons that i that i start with and there will be decks in there that will have a 30 to 40 percent win rate just as it is in hearthstone like i don't see why they're not going to go out of their way to punish new players right no they're going to give you a starting point a a a carrot if you will to come back so you you might not you'll easily be able to build okay i'm thinking of the brand new player that plays paper magic right i go to my game store and i'm like i want to go play magic what can i buy and they'll say here's a deck builders toolkit it costs you 15 dollars. it comes with land and boosters and a bunch of commons and uncommons you go home and you make that deck and you go to your friday night magic and you go like oh four or like one five with a buy or something like that right one four with a buy and you have a blast and it's fun and you meet lots of new people and then you maybe you win a pack or something like that because you're the you're the the wooden spoon you're the uh the the what am i the 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 loser prize or something like that right yeah maybe you get hooked or something like that you buy a couple of boosters you go home you tweak your deck i think that's going to be the same thing here i think you're going to you know build a, a, a terrible deck to start with but the thing is here is you're going to be paired against other people that probably also have terrible decks because there's a ladder system, right? There's a ranking system, just like Hearthstone and all these other games. There's matchmaking rating MMR. You will play against other people that are in kind of that same win rate as you, or that same, you know, 20 or 30% of player base as you, and you'll win some of those games just accidentally, right? You'll win games where your opponent mulligans to five and floods out, you'll win games where your opponents never cast a spell. So I think that, that you will still be able to make progress, even if your deck is not great. And then you can still do that, you know, opening packs, opening the vault, getting wild cards, building a competitive deck out of it. I I agree, but I will say there is something to this argument. And it, it is the one negative thing I have to say here is that let's say that I fire up arena and I can, play it and stream it right now, Ixalan's out. And I'm like, all right, I want to make a red green dinosaur deck. And I buy my 20 packs and I open them all and they're all full of great cards for blue black pirates. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't actually want to play blue black pirates. I think that deck's stupid. I don't like pirates. I want to be a dinosaur rar. I kind of can't do that. Where in other games, again, each one that I'm opening is at least a fourth of a card in the deck that I want. Yes. So I, I, I think there is some valid complaint here and that you're a bit tied to the collection that you have. And cashing that in or switching decks is not going to be as easy here as it is in other games. That may just be a facet of it. And I I think that's, I'm going to do the positive spin here because I'm generally a positive guy, but I think that's one of the things I liked about Magic and eventually brought me to like Sealed and Draft was playing with a limited collection. I enjoyed that when I was playing against other people who were in a similar spot. Right. Like when I went to my first version of F and M 20 years ago and I had my deck that was the cards I owned all shuffled together in a big pile and I got slaughtered by a prosperous bloom deck. I was like, huh, maybe there need to be brackets for people that are playing like I'm playing and a whole different level for this guy. Right. So that that is going to be more difficult here, but I, I would challenge you to, to rather than comparing this to, the other digital card games that are out there, compare it to a magic experience. They've said they wanted to recreate a magic experience. If you open a booster box and you just got the good cards to go in a blue black pirates deck, you may have to play that. Um, or you can take your wild cards and, and try to trade for it. But I, I think this is the complaint that has the most legs as far as I'm concerned. It is quite daunting for, for me, for example, to go back and install hearthstone and look at all the cards that I don't have. And my little tiny collection and like there's like 15 million sets that have been released since I played last and I just turn it off and I go away. So so I I do see that as being a risk for Magic Online. I I agree there. Um, One of the things that they did talk about here, though, which I think is good for new players is the concept of front loading rewards on your first few wins. So that they talked about on the on the stream and a little bit in this article where um, they want early rewards like your first win of the day or your first three wins of the day to be a decent reward right to 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 reward the people that maybe can only play one hour a day or or a couple of hours a week 
so that maybe those people that aren't that good or don't have good decks, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day and a terrible magic player can win a pack on magic online every or on magic arena every day, just, just through sheer luck. Right? Like it's very rare that people have a 0% win rate. Um, I imagine that it's pretty rare that people have a sub 20% win rate. So if you grind it out for an hour on magic, on magic arena, you'll probably get that first front loaded, you know, reward, whether that be pack or gold or whatever. Um, so, so I think even the not so good decks and not so good players can still make progress, even if they're not working their way up the ranked ladder or something like that. Yeah. And it, like any other credit criticism, I, I really think is a bit unfounded until we know the exact ratios here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if, if, if I can play, you know, 10 rounds of constructed and maybe I need 10 wins and I get enough gold to go do a draft. I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. I will do that. If it's a hundred wins, uh, which is kind of closer to what it got like in, in eternal was like, I kind of needed to grind for a week and do all my quests. And then I got to do one draft a week. It's like, you know, I'm not really interested in that. That's, that's not getting me super excited because the limited play was something I was, I was interested in and invested in. Um, magic online gives me the opportunity to roll one draft into another if I can win it or two one it if I'm playing the competitive ones. And I like that. And if they do something similar to that here, I'm going to be very excited. If they don't, I'm going to be kind of disappointed, but we just don't know any of that information yet, right? Like a a booster pack could be $5 and I'm going to think that's ridiculous. It could be a dollar and I'll, I'll feel like manna from heaven is falling down upon me. We just don't know those ratios yet. Uh, but it, it, without knowing that, I, you can't criticize too much. But just looking at the system, I feel like it takes a lot of the good things that Magic Online had and a lot of the creative things that Hearthstone did for collection management and kind of gives me the best of both worlds where I don't have to trade. I don't have to spend hours disenchanting cards to get exactly what I want. I just play the game and via playing it, I earn those rewards. And if I'd rather have a head start instead of that time invested, I can just drop a few dollars a few hundred dollars, a few $20. Like we don't know how many dollars yet, but some amount thereof, uh, and they will be American dollars. So that's like double for you, but I can, I can get my reward that way instead of via playing. So for me, arena is looking great. Um, I just, for any streamers out there that are dying to stream it, I hope that that NDA is lifted soon. For those that can't hear, Travis just winked at the microphone. Yes, I did. <laughs> no. Um, I think it'll be interesting. So I I don't know how much I would be willing to spend on this, but if, if I can pay for drafts and the, and the draft experience is very close to what we have on, on magic online, let's say if I can spend the same amount per draft on average. So on magic online, my cost for drafting is under $2 per on, on average. And that's in the, the six two 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 queues. So that's about around what the expected value of those is at my, at my win rate. Um, if I can spend around $2 a draft, I would be extremely happy to do that. Like even if it was just, you know, I, I put my $2 in and I draft and then I get nothing at the end except the cards that I opened, you know, that that's fine by me. That's great. If it's $5 and then I often can get $3 in rewards back to draft again, I will also be very happy with that. But I think if my average cost is around the same as Magic Online, I will, I could see myself doing magic arena instead of magic online but if it's if it's if it's too much more i'll probably just do magic online if it's too much less um you know maybe that won't be a very good very competitive experience right so i think there's a lot of knobs and levers that they have to play with here and and we'll see the results of that um as they do more streams going forward and as we see more results coming out of the beta that's a good analogy right like we've seen the knobs and levers we just don't know what they're set to yet we just know what they are and what they're labeled exactly and again it's in a beta it's under development now all of this could change in a week they are also taking feedback so once you get in and i know a lot of people are are getting in the priority invites went out now they're starting to send out waves uh, to everybody once you get in give them feedback about what you like and what you don't like once you've tried it and that will guide the course of this game in the future Absolutely. You have anything else you want to talk about arena or uh, should we wrap this up? If we're going to be men from arena, does that mean we're gladiators? I guess it would be. What's my gladiator name? Davicus. 
Davicus, and you are Travicosis? That sounds like a disease. That does. That does. I got Travicosis from my cat. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, we'll work we'll work on mine, but Davicus is good. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. All right, well, let's wrap it up there. Um, do we have any homework this week? What's the homework this week? Can you guys crack the Rivals of Ixalan draft format for us, please? Your homework for this week is to go sign up for the MTG Arena beta. Do it now. Do it now! If you're not already there, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, yeah, go check that out. And make sure you give feedback if you're in there. If you're in the beta, go to the the forums. Go to the their Twitter, their email, whatever the way is to communicate with them and give them feedback. Um, it's... V- very clear from when they talked about on stream that they are listening to feedback. So, all right, well, that's going to wrap it up this week. Thanks again for listening. Uh, thanks again to face to face games and manadeprived.com for the host and the support Travis, where they can, they find you streaming rivals of excellent seal this week. They can find me at twitch.tv slash simulan. I'm also on Twitter under the same name, just at simulan S E M U L I N. I'm at both at DCivilian, that's D-S-A-V-I-L-L-I-A-N. I've streamed more in the last week than I have in the last month. Feels good. You can also catch us on the Men From Moto Twitter account, which is Men From Moto. We like to boost our community presence there. And uh, you can catch uh, extra show notes, links to podcast uh, conversations, deck lists, screenshots, things like that. Come check us out there. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Adios.